Hey everyone, coming up this week on Biz Apps and Beer, Alex and I do a new spin on the format. We're going to put two apps side by side. In fact, we're taking on note-taking with Evernote and OneNote. We're also drinking an IPA from Sucrums called Wavelength. It's time to crack a cold one. This is Biz Apps and Beer. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is episode 8, the Ocho of Biz Apps and Beer. My name is Ryan Bialik and joined as always by Alex Henry. Alex, how are you doing? Well, hello. I'm doing quite well. How are you? Splendid. It's been a fun week and we talked the other night that we wanted to, to record. We picked a day. I've been looking forward to this day all week because I know we get to sort of unwind, crack a cold one talk about tech oh just cracking a cold one it's been a very busy day so um this is just something nice to look forward you're to. you're looking at houses right you're looking at houses yeah we're looking at houses right now yeah so you need two beers today oh i wish i could i gotta drive after <laughs> this ah that's uh don't that's... drink and drive friends be no, safe no, no, not not at all but that is its own event that's a life-changing event buying a house looking at all the houses that's totally stressful uh, so pat on the back to you my friend yeah it adds a whole like other element of things you need to do within a day get get down to houses check all the mm-hmm. prices work with the bank and a lot of back and forth so it's been a and little you said covid yeah. covid is is making looking at housing or houses really crazy too yeah it's really weird just because you can't really touch anything in the house um yeah. wearing your mask when you go in only one like even for open houses you're only allowed a couple people in the house at a time so yeah um when we showed up to this one house um another agent had booked at the same time as us so we had to like hang around the outside inspect the outside in the yard and the foundation while like the other people were in and then we kind of swapped to uh, as soon as they were done on the inside okay you make it work uh you yeah. just you can't touch anything like you have to hand sanitize when you get in and you can't really move stuff around so it kind of makes it a little bit a little bit more challenging but you know what you got to do what you got to do if you're going to buy a house at the end of the day yeah 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 like i was telling you before we started recording do do the due diligence i get it's super tough with covid but um and, and the fact that it's not really a buyer's market right now but you know the more time you can spend looking at stuff and checking out under the nooks and crannies that that will always pay off in the long run oh yeah so speaking of um cold ones uh, you want to yes. talk about so what we're drinking pick. today yeah, this is your pick, and I'm glad you picked this one. So we're, th- we're thrown back to Sucrums uh, here in Winnipeg, and tonight we are drinking their Wavelength West Coast IPA. And let me just get here. Sabro, Citra, Cyro, Centen- Centennial. Holy smokes, there's some big words here. Batch 2 of our Rotating Hop IPA series. This West Coast IPA has all those things I just mentioned which adds citrus, earthy, and stone fruit flavors. Now, if I remember right, you're not a huge IPA guy, right? Yeah, not really, but I enjoy them on occasion. They're just not my go-to drink. What's your first thoughts here? 
I enjoy it. I, I enjoy Seacrim's mm-hmm. IPAs because I don't find them overly strong on the hop side of things. So that's true. But you yeah, know, my palate's been adjusting, so maybe I'm just used to it now. Mm-hmm. I've drank enough IPAs this summer. I should be a pro at this. You think? This reminds me of like Red Racer or something. This reminds me of a lot of other IPAs. Um, you know, pretty hoppy, but not. It's not a gross, bittery, makes you want to spit it out kind of over hop taste. Mm-hmm. This is just right. And, and the color, man, I poured this out into the glass. Um, really fizzy, really nice color, very nice aroma. Um, this is a nice IPA. As always, as always, Sucrums. Yeah. No, I, I, I so far have not had a beer from Sucrums that I have not enjoyed. And I've been pounding Cosmos. If I go, so we went to the beer can uh, the other day, downtown Winnipeg, just for, managed to have a babysitter for couple hours in the evening so we went down there and they have a huge beer menu and i'm like oh sucrums cosmos done sign me up i'll take two okay so funny story when i was at the beer can um and for those who are listening have no idea what we're talking about it's uh, basically a pop-up beer shop or not a beer shop just a pop-up little patio patio uh in downtown winnipeg where you can just stop in it's in an old infill lot and yeah they got some live music there uh, some they have uh, usually vent food vendors there and just a bunch of beer that you can try from a few of the local breweries including Sucrums so the Devil mm-hmm. May Care is there and I think a few others but yeah they have a massive beer selection so it's there for a buddy's birthday uh, a few weeks ago and you know we had a good time we're heading out and my friend's like oh we should get some beers before we leave so her and I go up to the bar and uh, we're like oh yeah can I get two of those two of those and as we're like kind of getting ready to go and putting on my backpack and she cracks the beers and I'm like <laughs> no wait what are you doing we're taking those to go and the bartender looks oh, at us like we're idiots nope. she's like you can't do that nowhere in the city can you do that that's super illegal <laughs> and me and my friend my friend and I we looked at each other and we're like oh oh we thought this was like because they have like a tap right and they have like they have four or five taps there yeah, and then the rest and then, are cans. And the rest are cans. Yeah. So we thought the cans were basically like, hey, you can take a few, you can buy, purchase beer and take it with you. Nope, that's definitely not nope. the case. And you know what? I probably should have known better, but we were just misinformed. We heard something. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad rumor. Shit happens. So I felt pretty <laughs> bad because she had cracked the cans and we couldn't take them with us. I did offer to pay. She said it was fine. So, um, uh, oops. Didn't make any friends oops. that day. I don't think I've been back since. <laughs> I would have, I would have pulled it off. Like you know, I would have drank them and then come home and be like, "Oh, sorry, honey, they, they got the rules there. I didn't know what I was doing." We would have, uh, we would have. She just said, "No, don't worry about it." So she probably got to keep them anyways. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm not going to rob good. a bartender of a fee beer. Yeah, that's nice. So, um, wavelength from Sucrums, West Coast IPA. I am enjoying it so far but let's continue on as we do with this podcast let's talk about some apps it's a time to pair this beer with an app yeah i'm trying to make a clever connection between wavelength and the apps the category of apps so today's show we're going to actually switch up our format a little bit uh so in the last seven episodes we've been picking one app one biz app and then alex and i have been dissecting all of the important information our thoughts our feelings and uh, basically how how good we feel those apps are in a particular category but today we're going to put two apps head to head 
and so how can I tie this to the beer this beer has amazing hoppy notes and we're doing note-taking apps there you go I'll, I'll, I'll give that a solid pass I'll let I, that, I yeah. knew I'd get there Bravo so so again this uh, the two apps that we're picking today does not mean that we feel that these are the absolute best apps in the category it does not mean that we are certainly done considering this category and that doesn't mean that we're going to not look at note-taking apps again in the future but today we want to put two note-taking apps side by side uh, one will be Alex's pick one will be my pick and we'll just kind of go it's not a duel it's not a fight to the death it's just comparing two of the alternatives that are out there in the note-taking world two apps for the price for one enjoy your double header there we go see I told you you could have used two beers instead we'll do two apps how about that Fair enough. I, I can right. get behind that. So the two apps on our list today, Evernote and OneNote. So I th do you care if I start with Evernote? You go for it, man. Oh, thank you. So kind. Um, so for those of you who have no idea what Evernote is and have never looked at it before, it's one of the older, note, oldest note-taking apps out there I can think of that kind of fall into this modern um, web app world that we find ourselves in and Evernote might be one of the first ones I've ever used I think I discovered I came across or stumbled upon Evernote maybe 2011 before they went through some major UI overhauls and it felt like a very different app it wasn't quite as sleek mm -hmm. as it is now um, but it did what it did well I really loved Evernote because I outside of OneNote which you're going to review in a little bit I had never found an app that did did that did the job quite as nicely as it does. Evernote and in, in its whole, you've got the web app, of course. Mm -hmm. It also has desktop apps. It also has mobile apps, and they all sync together. It had a widget. It's I think it still had not a widget. It still had plugins or extensions for your browser, Chrome or Chrome, and I think at the time they also had one for Safari, where you know you. You're browsing around and you want to save a page you click on the Evernote plugin and it saves that page right to your um, to your notebooks and I thought that was really cool and it has a really nice text editor so mm -hmm. I'm like this is so much better than Microsoft Word why does anyone ever use Word <laughs> yeah back in the day uh, uh, so just to just to jump in on on the timeline of Evernote do you remember when the iPhone 3G came out and, and it came to Canada and it was on Rogers and it was a big, big deal because Canada finally got the iPhone. Yeah, I was, it was, I was, was one of those, time. I was one of those silly guys that was in there. Okay, I got to get the iPhone. And for the first little while, there was no good apps for the iPhone. There was the stock, there was the stock apps. And, you know, for the most part, it was still a pretty smart, smart pretty, pretty dumb smartphone. But then, you know, the whole app revolution happened. But I remember Evernote being one of the first serious smartphone apps, truly. It was uh, so on, cool. On the iPhone. It was so cool. Yeah. Even on even on Android, I found it, it was really cool. Mm -hmm. And this is like Android circa pre-Lollipop. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking like, um, maybe it was Lollipop. It's ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Then what came after that? Jelly bean. Jelly bean? Yeah. I, yep. H I J K. Okay. Yeah. So jelly bean. Yeah. So it might have been jelly bean era where I first 
got my hands on it where you could take a photo with it, take quick notes, all on the mm-hmm. fly using your little widgets. It was so cool. Yeah, and and so going back to being totally honest, so the iPhone era, or at least when I was still an iPhone user, that's when I used Evernote, and then that was before Apple really had their own you know multi-platform note syncing tool. So Evernote was was way ahead. You know, it was very very, it was very original, and and at that time I wasn't as big into the Microsoft stuff, so I didn't know about OneNote. I didn't know about any alternatives. So yeah, I was I was totally in that Evernote camp. But when I left the iPhone platform, would have been 2012-ish, 2013, uh, and switched to Android, I just I didn't have the need anymore for Evernote. So I haven't touched it since then, really. I haven't had a good look at it since then. So I'm excited to hear your, your thoughts on it. So let me just start off with saying, when I joined in, they had a really nice free plan at the time Mm -hmm. and it was really generous but that company Evernote just started doing some weird things shifting around what you could and could not do with their free plan and they really crippled it because they wanted to encourage people to pay for it for obvious reasons these apps are cheap to maintain it's fair it's fair it's fine but they really alienated a lot of their clients with how they approach the pricing and some might argue that maybe they so fun story and okay not so much a story but like Evernote used to really put a lot of stock into physical merchandise they really wanted I was about to, to brand say themselves. didn't they make books and, and shit like that yeah, pencils books and pens and, and other weird stuff so they had like another store where you can buy more Evernote branded physical materials to go along with the brand it's a gamble from a marketing and business perspective and might one might warrant it didn't it probably didn't pay off mm-hmm um, but at the same time, you know what? That's fair. You know what? You got to pay for it. And I think they kind of learned their lesson because this is around the same time they did a really big UI and UX overhaul to bring in this nice, clean new editor, um, make the typing experience really nice. I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and I really, it, 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 it took Evernote to a new level that I didn't think possible. And I tried everything I could to get my current employer at the time to give it a shot. I'm like, please let us use this. They mm-hmm. said, no, use Word. And I'm like, mother effers. Anyways, so let's get the pricing out of the way. You've got three plans, build yearly or build monthly. I'm going to look at the pricing for the yearly subscription because you get it a little cheaper that way. The free version, and this is where... Evernote really lost me is when I said they hurt their um, they really hurt their free plan I mean they really hurt it they cut it at the knees so free plan you can sync across two devices you have up to 60 megabytes megabytes of monthly uploads what does that word mean megabyte right I'm sorry I'm pretty sure this hasn't been updated since 2011 (laughs) maximum note size 25 megabytes and then you got nothing but for you have nothing for online uh, support except their online forms, and that's really all you get with the free plan. That might be just enough if you're just taking notes. If you're just writing in it for whatever you want to write stuff in, fine. Um, right. But if you plan to take photos, that's not going to cut it. And limiting it to 60, 60 megabytes a month the 25 megabyte limit size on a note that hurts 
that means it's like you know what everything you're doing is really just a taste of what the app can do and now you have the, this is where you get into the premium plans so it starts off at 750 a month for their premium plan um, so that's 750 a month build yearly and now you're you can sync across unlimited devices your, uh, your monthly uploads go from tw from 60 megabytes to 10 gigabytes your note size is ca is capped off at eight sorry 200 megabytes and then you've got customer support offline notebooks um, forwarding emails to Evernote, search and annotation in your PDFs. Some nicer features, especially the offline notebook support. I think that's where people really got hurt by this one. And they also have a business enterprise um, um, package or pricing, which is twelve fifty a month. Again, build yearly, where everything, the major notes are. You go up to twenty four gigabytes for monthly uploads or higher. And then everything else is pretty much the same, but you get team access and collaborative spaces. Everything else is pretty much the same. So now you're quite you're quite high on those collaborative spaces, isn't that something interesting that Evernote's trying to do? But to for a note taking app, I to me, a note Evernote feels like a personal app. Evernote feels like right. a place where I might collaborate in, with one or two people in here if I'm working with if I'm a copywriter, let's say. And, you know, we do all of our notes in here. We do all of our research in here, keep all of our materials together. That's where you can really see that collaborative benefit in Evernote. Um, yeah. But if you're trying, you, you're not going to run your business out of here. No way in hell. No, That's no. not what this is for. This is meant to be a place where you write, so you collect information, whether it's uh, research from play things you're looking up on the internet. It might be... Um, uh, preparing materials for you know marketing campaigns or whatever it is but you're just mm -hmm. doing writing and maybe a little bit of like planning and some other stuff but it's at its core a note-taking device it's a note-taking right. app and that's a rich what it's here text for. editor rich text editor okay. and and for, no pictures in the free plan you can but you're right. again you're limited to how much you can store in that note and how much you can upload every month Okay, because I mean, storing text is no big deal. I mean, text is is pretty light. I mean, you, you got to write a lot to to take up file space for for text only, but whatever their proprietary format is. But um, that's a shame. I don't know. That just feels like a shame. I mean, again, it's a free plan at the end of the day, so it's something I think it gives you a taste for what the product can do. Because when you start looking at the premium pricing you're not really getting a lot extra for the money but you get some key features offline notebooks emailing stuff to your notebooks um, and then search for PDFs and annotation those are some pretty helpful features if you like the product already and that's what the free plan is really designed to do so instead of giving you the limited time trial you just get a reduced really fractured idea of what the product can be I shouldn't, I shouldn't say fractured. I mean, just a very limited. So it's right. going to cut you off if you take one, two or more photos on your phone. Because, like, how big is a photo on an iPhone? They're a couple of megabytes in size, at least. I take a lot of photos on my phone, and they add up yeah. quick. And they ain't taking megapixels away from the cameras, that's for sure. 
nope, those are only going to get bigger over time. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of brings me back to thinking, I'm like, have we updated this plan in a while? It feels a little stingy, even for a free plan. Um, but again, it's really, I think it's really just meant to be a sample. Try it out. Okay. Take a few pictures, take some notes, enjoy the editor. And I'll tell you, the editor, you know what? Back in 2011, I thought this was revolutionary. Mm -hmm. I thought Evernote was like, holy shit, king shit of just note taking. It had everything. It was nice to write in. I really loved using it. It made me want to be a writer almost. Um, Because I thought like the user experience was just so like captivating. So I'm like, great. I want to use this all the time. But when I started getting down into it, I'm like, after that UI update came in, something I, I recall, and this is, Bear, bear in mind, this is five plus years ago when that big mm-hmm. switch happened. This is probably, I'm guessing, 2013, 2014, when they really flipped the switch on this and brought in this new editor experience. And it felt a little slow. It might have been the okay. computers I was using. It might have been the software itself on the web. But it wasn't the same. It didn't feel quite as responsive, and it just it lost me. It felt great at first. But the, it wasn't it wasn't consistent from computer to computer, so it might have been a resource. It might have been a hardware issue again, but it kind of lost some of that magic. I, it's hard for me to explain. The value was there in terms of being able to still go to my websites and save recipes, save pages I wanted to reference later. I had so many notebooks in my free plan years ago of all this crap I was collecting in Evernote that I ultimately just never went back to and ended up just deleting the account at the end because I'm like, well, here's all this stuff I'll never need. And what do I do with it now? It's not stuff that you can't get back by remembering what you searched or, you know, crafting a really clever Google search and and getting back to the, to that particular recipe or, or whatnot. Right. You know, it's got a decent search in it. You've got tags, so you have the ability to really get your stuff organized and keep it, like, organized. That's Mm -hmm. what it does well, and I thought it's always done that well. Um, So you can go down a rabbit hole trying to organize all your notes um, meticulously if that's what you're into. I kind of fell off that that horse a long time ago because it felt a little redundant for my needs. When you're one person, you don't need, like every single hashtag and every single notebook Mm -hmm. categorized and itemized unless that's your thing that's not my thing i try it for a little bit and then i'm like okay well i've just completely ruined this app for me now because it's (laughs) way too overwhelming so okay so i'm just going to talk about sorry go ahead i was going to say so fast forward to today you know evernote of today so i remember evernote being the the bastion of what a good iphone app was supposed to be like even apple pumped it up because it was a good example of a perfect iPhone app and that's that's about the timeline that I left iOS and I would have left using Evernote so again 2012 2013 time frame when you say that UX change came in fast forward to today what's it like now is it still like that is it's, is this a case of hey 2011 phone and they still want their note taking app back for me it feels like it's on par with 99% of the apps we use today. It doesn't Mm -hmm. stand out to me in any particular way in terms of a note-taking app. It looks nice. It works really well. Uh, Would I drop everything I'm using today to use it? Probably not because I already have apps like this that do all of this. 
in spades and, and, or if not better yeah. in terms of how I just work. I don't need Evernote to be my note-taking app. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to like rain on your parade, but a lot of the stuff that you mentioned in the freemium or sorry, in the premium plan uh, for Evernote are in the free plan of, of OneNote. Yeah, really. And, and many and many other mobile platform app <laughs> for we'll, notes. We'll you know. get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in, on the new editor, so it's 20, I can't, I started looking at this app this week and I noticed on the bottom of my page, there's something called a classic editor and the new editor. And I thought, didn't they update this thing like five years ago? Why is this still here? So what I realized is that this new editor, the classic editor is the editor I left Evernote on. That's now the classic editor and it's still about the same. You can do all the things you would normally do. You've got all your formatting options. You can make lists and tables and different sections, take task mm-hmm. lists, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I remember but, that, yeah, yeah. But the new editor is definitely a 2020, in idea or at least late 2019 idea um, where it's blocks now they, everything's okay. moving to blocks um, WordPress did it a couple of years ago um, yeah, we're Notion we, we reviewed Notion Notion's on blocks, blocks yeah. um, Microsoft's taken on blocks everyone's moving to blocks and it makes sense um, blocks mm-hmm. are fine you don't get a lot of options in here so at its core it's still notes so, but you can insert things like text boxes you know what? Maybe these aren't blocks like I thought. They just end up. They just put them into these. Uh, this one section here. So they have a little insert button where you can access things like checkboxes and tables. So maybe these aren't blocks. I might have misspoken about that. But the idea is still the same. You can just inject the thing like fields and um, markup fields that you want. You can insert things like uh, photos and attachments onto your page in line, and it it looks and feels nice but again it doesn't really add much to the experience beyond this i don't really see much of a difference between this and the classic editor they still look and feel the same for the large large largely Mm. it's kind of neat yeah so yeah that's kind of all i have to really say about evernote at this point it's hasn't changed much since I've used it since I last used it in 2014 Mm -hmm. 2015 it's a great note-taking app at its core you've got in-depth tagging abilities if you work with if you work as a copywriter or a writer and you collaborate with anyone it's a great app to use to keep track of all your research to share stuff with everyone but you're going to need to pay for it so you're going to have to decide if this is the only app you're going to use to do your writing so if you don't want the Microsoft suite, if you don't want to take notes in Google Docs and or even Dropbox paper, you want to use Evernote because it's a little more deep in terms of how files and information is organized and it's focused. That's what you get is you get a focused note-taking app at the end of the day because mm-hmm. it's not overloaded with bells and whistles. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to have a good time. And it's... Fine. And that's kind of where the buck stops with me. I'm like, hey, it okay. does notes. It's got a few templates out here, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. They're fine. A lot of people these days write in Markdown. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I almost wonder if 
they still present so Evernote still presents you with the, the option to use the classic editor do you think they're just not confident in the new editor and that sort of idea of of having blocks or do you think it's just not fully baked yet they're not ready to cut everybody over and piss everybody off oh i'm sure they pissed off everyone already or a lot of people <laughs> already let's be real yeah okay you're every every time a business like this makes any kind of move you risk alienating a section of your audience at the end yeah. of the day you're gonna piss off some people and i kind of fell off with a lot of people in 2015 once their free plan kind of shifted gears honestly yeah and I've had some friends share with me, you know, recipes or, or you know, different documents, I don't know, maybe not documents, but different collections of, say, links or something like that, put in an Evernote notebook or document page, whatever. And I remember just cringing when I had to go in there in the last couple of years. It's just not, it's not where I felt I left it when I left iOS and, and sort of left using Evernote. That's fair. Do you kind of miss it at any time? Not really, no. So I, I, I when I was still on iPhone, I, I also used a service called Instapaper, and that's what I used for um, capturing uh, websites and, and sort of bringing them. I used to use StumbleUpon. Uh, you know, that might date me a bit, but it's called something totally different now, and it, it blows. But um, I used to use that service for for sort of jumping around and, and discovering cool stuff on the internet. Uh, and then StumbleUpon had a way that you could save interesting websites or articles. And, and again, I used Instapaper until I think they went to like a freemium model too. And I said, to hell with this. Um, but so when I started working in tech, uh, when, when I left the family business, that's when I got introduced to Microsoft. And that's right when Office 365 was coming of age. And that's when I learned about OneNote. And at and the family business, all, um, you know, totally guilty. We didn't have the latest, greatest tech. So we never had a copy of Microsoft Office that even included early versions of OneNote that saved your notebooks locally. So once I got into the Microsoft scene, uh, it's like, hey, OneNote is this thing. It's a digital notebook. It's basically like a big trapper keeper that you can have sections and notebooks and binders. Think of it like a big binder. Remember when you were a kid and you you get the school supply list and your mom would take you to the to, to shopping and you you get to pick the one cool binder for the year. I love a, back to school shopping. I hate yeah. going back to school, but I love back to school <laughs> shopping and like the smell of your new supplies and. Yeah. Um, getting that fresh notebook, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, like, and some of them had a zipper for the calculator in there, and you had mm -hmm. different sections for stuff, and that to me is OneNote in the digital realm. Um, I love OneNote because it is as complicated or not as you want it to be, it's as organized or not as you want it to be, but it is an infinite blank canvas where you can put shit. And I think that's a really, really important tool for so many people. Maybe a little less relevant now that we have co-authoring in Word, Excel, and PowerPoint documents. Maybe a little less relevant now that we have shared to-do lists. And again, in the Microsoft realm, things like Planner and To-Do and Tasks in Outlook and certainly other solutions around you know, the biz app space. Mm -hmm. But... I remember being on so many teams in in the work setting and we used OneNote 
And to this day, I still use OneNote personally for tracking a lot of stuff. So things like having the browser add-in in, in uh, Chrome and Edge. If I like a website, great. I can save the entire website as it is, or I can tell OneNote just to, to scrape the text and the images off and give me an article view, or just save the URL. I have that option right up, right up front. Can I just say one thing about the OneNote plugin? Mm -hmm. Can I ask one question? Why is it so big? Yeah. Why is why it so is, big? Why does it have to be so huge? Like it's, size, screen yeah, size? Yeah, like or? that widget, that extension, when you open it up, it takes up like a, a quarter of the top right corner of your screen every time. You know, and it's not it's, so, and it's not <laughs> that fast. I don't know. I don't. I, I I have it on my computer. All my computers. I, I use it somewhat regularly, because um, I use it to screenshot web pages and things I mm -hmm. want to keep track of. So I do use it quite frequently. But every time I use it, I'm like, it's slow. It's big and ugly. I don't know. It's not. It's like, a little purple notebook that could, my friend. Just. It's a little purple notebook that could. I'm just thinking the extension could just <laughs> use a little bit of a. It could use some TLC, honestly. Probably, yeah, yeah. But I like the option. I like that you get presented the option of what exactly do you want to save from the website you're looking at. So to to be honest, I use it for things like recipes. Do I want the whole life story about the recipe author's son-in-law who did this on a camping trip? No, I don't want all that shit. I just want the fucking recipe. So I use OneNote, I save the recipe, and I blast out the crap that I don't want. Now, the really cool stuff about OneNote, and we'll get into the pricing in just a few minutes, is it is across every platform. So it doesn't matter what device you're on, doesn't matter what screen size you're on, if you're on a PC or Mac, if you're on a tablet, iPad, if you're on your mobile phone, uh, iPhone or iOS, there's so much going on to OneNote. You could take a picture and put it in your OneNote notebook. You can take an audio note and put it in your OneNote. Uh, you can do so many different things and send it to your OneNote. And again, think of it like a to-do list or to, uh, like a to-do bin, uh, like a file sorting bin on your desk. Just put a bunch of shit in there and deal with it later, but at least you're capturing it and getting it out of your sort of mind, getting it out of, out of your, your consciousness so that you can remember it later. And then there's so many other features in OneNote, uh, annotating things with ink. So if you see a website that you really like and you, you want to maybe borrow some, some graphics from it, you know, you can circle those with, if you have a touch uh, device that supports touch, if you're on your phone, you can do those types of things. Um, really, again, it's this huge infinite blank canvas of being able to cram all kinds of different multimedia into it. So if you want to take a handwritten note, you can put it in your notebook. If you want to make a to-do list, you can put it in your OneNote notebook. And, and again, you have the idea of sections, you have the idea of pages to keep things organized if you want to, uh, or if you just want to pile everything into one spot, you can do that as well. I've been using OneNote on and off for the past four or five years. I have a love-hate mm -hmm. relationship with it. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this: What's your favorite way of using OneNote? The window, the web app, mm -hmm. the original, or sorry, was it the 2006 app? Two, no, no, no. 2016. No. 2016. 2016. Yeah, it's a very the Windows, office -y. Or the Windows 10 app. I am cool with the Windows 10 app. 
um, for the most part. Because there's, there's some other stuff that you can do, but you can only do in the app. So if you want to password protect a uh, page or a section, for example, maybe you write your personal diary and some of your deep, dirty secrets are stored in your OneNote notebook, and you maybe want to throw a password on that. You have to do that from the 2016 app, for example. You can't do that uh, very easily from the web app or from the Windows 10 app. Um, but here's the kicker is that all these different apps are free and the service is free if you go and sign up for a Microsoft account. So double bonus, you get some OneDrive storage so you can put some stuff in there. Uh, let me go flip over to sort of the limits on that. Good so you luck. get an email. Oh, here we go. Find the limits <laughs> on here for a sec. Like this is uh, like this. I was about to like start a little bit of a rant on this one. This is an issue Five I gigs. Have. Five gigs for free. 5 gigs for free and 15 gig mailbox. So again, you sign up for an outlook.com. If you have a Hotmail account, if you had a if you have a an @live.com account, you know, from the past or Hotmail account from the past, you get 15 gigs in your mailbox. You get 5 gigs of OneDrive storage and your OneNote notebook actually sits in OneDrive. So mm-hmm. uh, in theory, you have up to 5 gigs of storage. Now, here's a secret little tip from Ryan. You want more than five gigs of storage? Just sign up for multiple OneDrive accounts and share the files between each other and make like a little network NAS with folders in it. But hey, on to something else. You also get the web versions of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and OneDrive, OneNote, and Outlook that, that we all know. But again, I think it's the mobile stuff that's the most interesting on, on the OneNote side because you can use... If you if, if you have you know a device with a stylus, great. You can draw and annotate stuff all you want. But you can use your finger. You can use your digits, and you can mark up stuff, and you can make drawings, and you can make arrows to, you know, draw emphasis on on something that you want to remember very specifically, in a photo, in a screen grab, whatever it happens to be, and, and I think where OneNote really wins is that you can bring in so many different kinds of multimedia. If you want to keep a video and put some context around it like you did when you were a kid and you had a Trapper Keeper and you had a nice zipper notebook from Hillroy or whatever, um, you have those dividers, you have those sections, you have those pages to drive context. You have things like tagging, you have things like different tag categories. Is it a to-do? Is it an idea? Is it something to watch? Is it something to do when you're at a store? Is it a grocery list? Sharing. These are all sorts of things. And there's no premium paid whatever. It's it's all included. It's all free. It's on any device that you could ever possibly own on any platform that you could ever want to use. All you got to do is sign up for a Microsoft account. And bonus, you get Word, Excel, PowerPoint on the web. And you get an email inbox. Mm-hmm. That's not Gmail. That's not going through your stuff to, to sell you ads. So there's my Microsoft rant for the day. <laughs> Was that a, a rant or a promo? <laughs> Both, I guess. Um, I, I just I, I love OneNote in the in the in the times I've used it as a teammate, as part of a team where people just dump ideas in there and you kind of sort it out. It works flawlessly for that and again that was in the era before co-authoring was a big deal it was was in in sort of the limelight mm-hmm. um, for for myself personally my to-do list around the home 
is in a OneNote. When I, I I'll, I'll tell all the married gentlemen, well, all, all of the gentlemen dating as well, here's a little tip for you. From, take it from Ryan. Been married for a while. Got the scars to prove it. Is I listen to my wife all year round, 364 days a year. I listen to my wife and she says, oh, I really like that when we're out shopping. Oh, I'd really like one of those one day. Oh, this is really neat when she's flipping through the catalogs and she's online, you know, whizzing through the, the Amazon. So I'd really like one of these one day. You know what I do with that little tidbit, that little jewel of information? I put it in my OneNote on my Christmas buy list and I make it a to-do list. And then when I'm out and about, when I'm out that, that Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, when I'm panicking like a, like a fucking moron doing Christmas shopping last minute, I've got my OneNote of all the things my wife said, of all the books that she's pointed to in the bookstore, of all the kitchen gadgets she's pointed to in the store when we're out and about. And it I fails to sync to your computer. No, no, it works every or time. T- oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so this is my... Ex- like, I've never been burnt by OneNote. I feel like I'm always burnt by OneNote. I don't know. Yeah. I... It, I Every phone I've had, whether it's Android or iPhone, syncing is always an issue in some way or form. I always have to sort out the syncing. It's slow, it's spotty, so it's like, oh, I can't find this notebook that you're in right now. I'm like, you're 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 in it. What's the problem? Just show me my notes, please. <laughs> I just want to take a bloody note. Please just let me do the thing. And it's like, oh, you gotta. I I think I need you to sign into your account again, dude. I don't, I don't know. I forgot who you were five minutes ago. I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, well, that's garbage. I'll just take a photo of it with the fo- with my camera app instead. I have a lot of rants about OneNote, so, um, but I use it all the time. But it's free. But it's free. Well, I pay for it all the same. Yeah. Um, okay. And I and I use it probably every day, so that must say something. Um, as mm-hmm. much as I talk shit about it. I use Evernote probably more than any other note-taking app I ever, I've ever used, and for the longest, because I started mm-hmm. using it. I got a copy of Office 2007, 2007, and that was my first introduction to Evernote in college, and that was a game-changer for note. me. One note. One note. Yep. Um, and that was a game-changer for me, because that... And that was before I discovered Evernote, so um, it was... Mm-hmm something I'd never seen before the digital notebooks haven't been able to have like colored sections for all my different courses being able to take photos and have them synced mm-hmm. so I could I could see them on my computer it was a game changer um, oh I wish I had one note as a student uh, you, you know late high school years or, mm-hmm. or even university years you know I, I used word or or notepad just because I hadn't Same. been exposed to, to OneNote at the time. It wasn't a huge thing. Um, but let me tell you, my, my killer business app for OneNote is every meeting that I have, every client, vendor, partner meeting that I have professionally in my day job is recorded in a OneNote page. And I have different sections for the different kinds of meetings that I have. And sometimes even, you know, you can't always whip out your laptop and start typing in front of a client or something like that, or you might be taking a quick phone call or something like that. Even if I write those notes down on paper, you know, in dead tree format, I still transpose those handwritten notes into my OneNote because it's indexed and it's searchable. 
so that when I need to recall, I had a meeting with so-and-so about such-and-such -such topic, were there any takeaways? I can pump that into the search in OneNote and find it right away. When the if search works, to. it works really well. I'll give yeah. it that. Well, and, and again, if you get clever with the tagging and some of the different types of tags, like this is an idea, highlight it, mark it as an idea. This is a to-do, highlight it, mark it as a to-do. This is something I need to watch. This is something I need to mark. This is something I need to review. I find if the tags a little weird, but I do like them, especially the one that mm -hmm. um, for check for making tasks. Wonderful, mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah. I use that in one every day. In the web app, it's a little, eh, but in the desktop app or the Windows 10 app, I, s I find it's a little bit better. Oh, the wo the Windows app, or no, sorry, not the Windows <laughs> app, the web app. That is, yeah. ooh, take a sip of your beer for this one, folks. <laughs> but you can get, you know, from the Windows store, there's, there's a variety of, they've actually made OneNote 2016 free now so you can go and get that too you don't need to be an office 365 customer so so funny enough uh, i think it was last year the 2016 app was slated for retirement but after enough uproar and upheaval from the <laughs> yep. community microsoft agreed to extend its life so they will continue to support OneNote 2016 even though they have a competing windows 10 app windows 10 app um were, um, that's installed on basically all the new devices. Mm -hmm. And there's some feature differences between them that I can't speak to. I use the Windows 10 app. It's fine. Um, it does what I need it to do, but I do know it's missing some of the features I used to have when I used 2016, mainly offline notebooks. I'm pretty sure you can't do that in the Windows 10 app. Hmm. I have to check that because I don't see why not. The other beef I have with this one before we wrap up is you don't know it. I don't know why, but Microsoft refuses to tell you how big your notebooks are. So like you're saying before, you get what, five gigs of OneDrive storage that OneNote will use. Mm -hmm. Good luck finding out how big your notebooks are because it's a secret. It's yeah, Microsoft's it's a, it's dirty a, little secret. Yeah, it's a very proprietary format. I'll give you that. Yeah, and here's why that's a problem. I've, I haven't experienced this myself, uh, but I've heard rumors of notebooks that get, if a notebook gets too big, the file gets corrupted. Your entire notebook is irreversibly corrupted. Hmm. Now, okay. again, I haven't had this happen to me, but I've heard from, ran from multiple sources that can happen. And I don't know if they fixed that. It's been several years since I've heard that being a thing. Maybe they've repaired it. I have a lot of notebooks and I have a lot of stuff in my notebooks and I haven't had an issue yet, but I also have multiple notebooks. So maybe that's helping alleviate it. I will. I, I kind of want to test this by taking a lot of like high res images and just like uploading them to one notebook to, to see how quickly I could break it. That might be mm -hmm. a fun experiment at some point. But what was, no, so going back to Evernote, what was the first uh, paid tier price per month? I uh, believe it was seven fifty a month. And this okay, so looks, I'm going to assume this is U.S. pricing. It doesn't actually okay. specify on their page, but seven fifty a month for build yearly. Okay, so we've got listeners that go check out OneNote and they're worried about hitting that cap. Microsoft 365 Business Basic is $6.40 a month. And I'm just trying to find the storage on that. You get, again, you still get your email, but you also get OneDrive and SharePoint 
you get extended amounts, uh, one terabyte of storage. So in theory, your OneNote notebook could take up to one terabyte of storage. Yeah, but Microsoft, you're comparing an uh, you're you're comparing a dinosaur uh, that Microsoft is to what a gazelle. No, I'm saying you get a Swiss Army knife for six dollars and forty cents mm. a month versus a note-taking app with some extra storage. Yeah, that's fair. When it comes to note-taking, there's something about the infinite canvas that I don't quite like. There's something no. about okay, it's and it's I use it. I use the infinite canvas all the time. It's a blessing in its own right. Mm-hmm. But if I want to take a lot of notes, I find it's a little weird sometimes. But yeah, that's sometimes just you click and it it opens a new text box, and you you mm-hmm. kind of got to know how it behaves. But you're very lucky in having a device with a stylus. You've got that Surface Pro. You've got that nice Surface mm-hmm. Pen. Uh, you can go to town. You can even convert those handwritten notes to text in OneNote. Yeah, I use a. Uh, oh, I don't convert my handwritten notes to text I just write them out at this mm-hmm. point because okay. I find it's kind of nice to write although writing on glass is a little weird that that's okay. neither yeah, here nor a, there it's a personal preference one mm-hmm. note has a nice thing too if you uh, take a picture of a document or take a picture of like a sign or a poster or something like that uh, it'll also give you the alt text it'll do OCR and turn that into um, text that you can copy and paste and take into other apps as well so right. there's there's a there's a huge powerhouse of stuff behind OneNote, and again, that's why that's why I've always been been drawn to it. But right. two note two note taking apps side by side. Let's let the users check them out. Let's let the users decide. I think they're both they've both got their place in time. Again, with co-authoring and with sort of modern document formats, I don't know how long having a a team notebook is going to be a thing. I still see a place for personal notes and journaling and diarizing things. I still see a, a pretty big business need for that type of application. So it's good that there's choice out there too. Mm-hmm. Evernote's not standalone in that regard. Um, remember, so if you need, if you if you're running a small business and let's say you're a copywriter as a business, I keep using copywriters as my example because a lot of people freelance in that in that field. Mm-hmm. Evernote's your tool of choice. You're not going to be using it alone. You're going to need to be paying for file storage for another app, probably email mm-hmm. in another app. So a Markdown editor or something. Yeah. Um, so $750 a month might sound cheap at first, but added on to the rest of your monthly bills, it might not be. I hope it pays. I hope you get your value out of it as a note-taking app. So this is why I think maybe a copywriter might get more value out of it or maybe a journalist versus someone trying to run a business selling a goods or another type of service. Right, right on. All right, sir. I think it's time we uh, wrap her up. Yeah, I'm down to the bottom of the glass of Sucrum's Wavelength. Um, a pretty good beer. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, you know, guilty admission, I'm not the biggest IPA fan too, but um, this reminds me of a very much standard IPA, but still a nice, uh, nice, nice beer to drink. Fair enough, fair enough. I I really did like this one too. Um but, you know, us and Sucrums. <laughs> we do this long enough, maybe we'll squeeze a little um little sponsorship out of them one day. Fingers crossed. Hi. Just saying. Just saying. Hey. Hi Andrew. Look us up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Get at us. 
Where can we find you on the social media? My you friend? can find me on the Twitter world. At, my handle is just some sass. That's sass with uh, that's sass s a a s. Just some sass sixteen. And see what yeah, you, did there. you can see me. Yeah, do a lot of. I spend a lot of my day uh, ranting about Microsoft stuff and asking weird questions. But yeah, hit me up. Give me a follow. Send us a like. Tell us about what you liked about this episode. Tell us about what you like about OneNote or Evernote. Do you have a preference? Do you hate one more than the other? Tell us in the comments of this. Uh, tell us in social media. Send us an email. Tell us what you think. Right on. And for myself, uh, two ways to find me. Again, this is a very interesting podcast about beer, so I don't want to leave the beer fans out of this. I am on the Untapped app. Anyone that's serious about craft beer knows the Untapped app for rating, reviewing, venues, beer, beer stores, all the different breweries that are local to you. And so my handle there on the Untapped app is the Prize Awaits. I'm also on the Twitter, same handle there at the Prize Awaits. And bear with me, most of the stuff I post is about Microsoft, but we are looking to expand our horizon. So again, as Alex says, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of this show. Let us know what apps you want us to cover, categories you want us to cover. If you got something that you love or hate, let us know. We'll take a look and dive deeper into it. As well, you can follow this podcast uh, a variety of different ways, whether you want to stream us on something like Spotify, if you'd like to subscribe on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, whatever podcasting app you use, you can get to through bizappsandbeer.com. That's sort of our homepage, and we use the anchor.fm service to, uh, to syndicate our podcasts out. All right, cool. Good, uh, good conversation, good ranting. Yeah. All right. The little the little purple notebook that could. I think that's the show title today. All right. All right. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Thanks for uh, sticking with us tonight. Thank you, Mr. Ryan. You bet. Bye now. Take care.